Okay, so lots to talk about at CPAC when I get up to D.C. tomorrow, and I'll be broadcasting live uh, during the CPAC conference on Friday morning. It's back uh, at the Gaylord Hotel uh, just across the Potomac River from Washington, and there are going to be a lot of people who are there who hum uh, hail to the chief as they get dressed in the morning. They think they're the ne- <laughs> they think they're the next president. And I'm. We just talked to the lieutenant governor, Winsome Sears. She'll be there. She reminded me she's an immigrant from Jamaica, so she can't run for president. I am unaware of Glenn Youngkin hosting an event or speaking at the event. So that's that's interesting. Maybe I've missed something. I haven't seen the final schedule. Uh, and we probably won't see many Biden people unless they're spies at CPAC trying to figure out what the attacks will be on uh, the president if he does, in fact, live long enough to to run for re-election. John Decker's at the White House this morning, the Gray TV White House correspondent. Good morning to you. Will you swing by there? Do, is that, do you ever stop by and kind of sit in the back of the room and listen to these guys rant and rave? Or? Yeah, sometimes I do. Um, it just depends upon my schedule. Right now, I do not have plans to be at CPAC, uh, yeah. but things can change between now and uh, over the course of the next 24, 48 hours, because he packs more than a one-day event. Yeah. Uh, but certainly Donald Trump will be there. Nikki Haley will be there. Uh, Mike Pompeo will be there, all looking at uh, winning the Republican nomination in 2024. And how about this guy, Vivek Ramaswamy? I, I, I mean, he's 37. Nobody knows him. Apparently he's got tons of money. Um, but I kind of like what he's talking about. I don't think he can get the nomination, but he could certainly influence the conversation a little bit is anybody in dc talking about him or anybody at the white house not yet you know i mean it's early in the process you have to get your name out there Uh, people need to learn about what it is that is in your platform uh and you know to me why not why not if you have the money you know to make such a run and you're interested in leading our country why not throw your hat into the ring and that's exactly what he's doing uh so uh, he's just another name out there Uh, mike pence uh, he's thinking about running, but he will not be at CPAC, nor the, neither will Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Uh, he's out there promoting his new book. Now, I'm surprised DeSantis isn't coming. I mean, Pence would be booed off the stage because the, the hardcore conservatives consider him to be a traitor to President Trump, which is bad because he was loyal to the president right up until the end, uh, but I think he's kind of burned the bridge with those guys. But doesn't it surprise you that DeSantis wouldn't take the chance to to speak to this core group, knowing who they no, are? No, I, I think that it, the way I see it from his perspective mm-hmm. is uh, they do that straw poll. You know this at the yeah. end of CPAC, uh, their choice for the Republican nominee. Uh, and uh, I think Ron DeSantis does himself a favor because he's not going to be there and to see how much percentage he gets without even showing up. Hmm. Okay. Uh, if he goes there, I think that, you know, they're, they're, it raises the expectation level, um, having spoken there. And I also think that it gives more of an, and he's really trying to play a coy, John. He hmm. gives more of an indication that, indeed, that he's leaning towards announcing soon that he's going to run for president. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. When I was working for George Allen in the Senate, George Allen won the straw poll at CPAC over John Mm -hmm. McCain, which I was thrilled Mm -hmm. by. We had worked very hard to make that happen, and it it happened. I mean, it's hard to to go back to those days and imagine that that was the scenario, but that was the scenario. So this, yeah, no, at one point you're right. He was the the front runner, front runner for the Republican nomination, and. uh, 
yeah, I mean, things can change. Things can change in, in a year's time, and uh, certainly George Allen found that out, you know, as it relates to that straw poll. No kidding. All right, so Joe Biden comes to Virginia yesterday, and I kept thinking, why is he doing this in Virginia? Do you think this is to kind of tweak our governor, Glenn Youngkin, the Republican with $500 million in the bank, who probably could mount a pretty significant challenge if he wanted to? Well, he could. No, that's right. That's another person I didn't mention, but he certainly could um, uh, challenge the others uh, for the Republican nomination. And, you know, he, he's only one term. So, you know, yep. uh, I think he's looking ahead to, to what comes next. Uh, but why Virginia? I, mm-hmm. I think that to a certain extent, in, in all seriousness, it's close. It's close to D.C., and he doesn't like to do these long trips, oh, okay. day trips. So he's going to be in Baltimore, Maryland tonight. He was in Virginia Beach. Uh, as you know, he goes up to uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania often for events. These are close one-day trips, uh, and if you're making a policy announcement, you want to get out of Washington, D.C., what better place to do it than a place that's out of Washington, D.C., and yet relatively close. I think that is it it's a as simple as reason for, for these trips? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a couple of clips, and I don't think I was being unfair of the president slurring his words, kind of stumbling around. You're around him a lot. Is this a one-off? Am I being a jerk by, by playing that soundbite, or was there oh, additional I didn't hear concern? What, I didn't hear what you played, John. Uh, but, you know, look, uh, you know, he is a person who is – a recovering stutterer. Uh, you know, he has had difficulties in terms of speaking uh, during the course of his entire lifetime. Uh, there were moments or sentences when I was with him last week in Warsaw, Poland, during the speech that he delivered in Warsaw, where he slurred a, a line or two. But for the most part, he does a, a very good job. I thought that was an excellent speech on the part of President Biden in Warsaw. I thought it was mm-hmm. one of his best speeches, actually, during the course of his presidency. So mm-hmm. I I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't hear what you played, John. I, I can't speak okay. definitively on what, what it is that you, you were and, playing. And then I know you got to run, but I was paying a little bit of attention to the Supreme Court and the student loan situation. And I saw the headline saying that the justices seem skeptical that the president can wipe away this debt. Where do you think that goes? Yeah, I think it it goes down. It goes down for the count. I don't huh. think uh, the Biden administration's uh, student loan debt forgiveness program is going to pass constitutional muster. But it was interesting. You know, I've covered the Supreme Court for many years. I've been in the Supreme Court. I'm a member of the Supreme Court bar. I've never seen cases uh, in both of the cases yesterday in which so much attention was just on the issue of standing, whether the parties that have brought this suit in the first place even uh, were harmed in any way. Mm-hmm. So th- you have to get past that before you get to the merits of the case. But on the merits, it seems to me that the uh, conservatives on the court were very much against the idea of a president alone without congressional authority wiping away $400 billion in federal student loan Ooh, debt. That would be some authority that might shock mm-hmm. the founders, I think. That's but, right. <laughs> listen, yeah, I always appreciate right. the You're chance right about to talk that. to you. John Decker, yeah. the White House correspondent for Gray TV, live from the White House this morning. Thank you.